0: Hi, my name is Jenny. And hello, my name's Yuri. Welcome to episode two from us, the conscious cuppa duo, to you, the brew crew, this is the Adam and Eve branch of the podcast. We hope you're ready for more goodies.
1: Woohoo! Each episode, we delve, ponder and wander through the Bible, its characters and stories to reveal their hidden meanings. We'll show how they have helped us to discover the true nature of our very own wonderful human imagination as it creates and shapes life, the universe and everything in between.
0: Our claimer, rather than a disclaimer, is that we firmly believe the Bible is not history but an allegory, a story told as if it's true. When it talks of people like Eve and Mary, Jesus amongst others, These are states of consciousness, states of mind, not actual historical people.
1: We really believe God is our awareness or consciousness and that we are all God dreaming this strange dream into physical reality.
0: We hope these interpretations give you a confidence that helps you discover what you can do today and every day to cushion the blows that come our way.
1: We really love hearing from you and enjoy your input. So if you've got a question for the show or you want to send in your beautiful mugshots, you can make contact on Twitter at ConsciousCuppa, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A and via email, consciouscupper at gmail.com and you can leave a direct message on the Anchor.fm webpage.
0: And brew crew, please stay tuned for your very own African Easter egg. Yes, we've still got the lollipops right at the end of the show but for now we invite you to grab a brew take take a a pew pew, sip in in and wake wake up up. yui what's in your cup today oh i've got some turmeric tea spiced turmeric we've got Mm. a nice pot of that which has gone a bit cool it's still it's still spicy
1: we're busy yakking is It's got a beautiful golden yellow colour.
0: And it, yeah, it's definitely got the spice. I put two bags in. Into a nice big
1: voluptuous pot. Yes. I like turmeric tea and I also like turmeric latte. So you can actually mm. add that tea bag with a bit of spice. So you can That's add true. some ginger. You can add some, even some chilli, actually. Mm. And just um, heat some milk, whichever kind of milk you like, and add it to that.
0: Tell us what you've got in your cup. I hope you've got the kettle on or you've brewed something already. You've got a nice glass of wine. Cheers. Cheers.
1: So here's what we do. Rather than a TED Talks, we thought this season we'd do a bed talk. So Jenny and I are in bed having a good old chat that we're going to share with you. That helps keep the flavour of the show all relaxed and easy going.
0: Each episode we're going to pick a question from the public as we take a magic minute trip in the lift of life and talk through the story as we learnt it as a kid. Then we will send it through the de Gobbledygook machine and we'll see what we've learnt since we got all muddled up way back when.
1: (laughs) We'll have up to 10 minutes on the clock to share what new insights we've had since then. Finally, we join up these new perspectives and see what that all means in terms
0: of the law of attraction. And what do we mean by the law of attraction? Basically, imagining creates reality. It's time for Magic Minute. And this week's question from the public comes from Willa. Willa asks, what is Eve's side of the story? What is Eve's side of the story? So let's call her a lift of life and see what we can say about everything we were taught as a kid about Eve. Let's roll the dice. Here you go. So who goes first up and who goes first down. Three, one.
1: I'm in the elevator again, first.
0: We're going up with you and coming down with me.
1: And while we're waiting for the lift, how about a joke,
0: Jenny? Okay, so did you know that the oldest computer was found in the Garden of Eden? No. It was an apple. <laughs> it was, but it had really limited memory, just one bite. And everything crashed. Oh, come on, that's not bad. <laughs> it's okay. not bad. Let's get in this lift of life.
1: So, one minute on the timer.
0: Tell us everything you remember as a, what you learned about Eve as a kid.
1: Okay, so <laughs> I think I am pretty identified with Eve. I think she was the naughty kid on the block. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when I was really young, I didn't know she was a woman. Mm. I didn't understand that um, Adam was her partner Mm. as such. I just thought, like, she got Adam into loads of trouble. And um, she'd been messing about (laughs) with snakes and apples (laughs) in the garden.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, she'd already been told by mum and dad not to mess about. Mm. And she just, she weren't listening. Mm. And I think I identified uh, with her as a child. As I got older, I understood that there was something going on with Eve and Adam. And they were a couple, and that Eve had got Adam into trouble somehow. I think, I thought there was some naughty business that went on with the snake. Yeah. Okay, let's go back down. Jenny, what, what did you understand about Adam and, well, Eve and Adam as a kid?
0: I didn't remember Eve being the person who... The apple. I remember Adam being the person who (laughs) ate the apple because he's got the Adam's apple in his throat, right? Yeah. So for me, Eve was, I know that she got blamed for it, Mm. but I didn't realize, you know, having read the Bible since then, that she was the person who the snake went to first Mm. and then she brought the apple to Adam. Yeah. And so I didn't quite understand why Eve was getting all this harassment for (laughs) having eaten the apple when, in my mind, it was Adam who ate Mm. the apple and he should get in trouble for it. So it's kind of like, this isn't fair. And I didn't see the kind of whole sexist side of it that still lives with us today. Mm. And I didn't understand why it was an apple. And I didn't understand why God put the apple tree in the garden in the first place. If he knew that, they were going to eat it. Because he <laughs> knows everything, right? It's a bit stupid, isn't it?
1: What's an apple got to do with any of this?
0: But now we know.
1: So now I'm going to put 10 minutes on the clock. Mm-hmm. And we're going to update what we thought as kids. <laughs> yeah. So
0: Eve's side of the story, which is what Willer is really asking us to to do. So if we were in a court of law and we were talking about we were trying to defend Eve... If the Bible is, is there to help you do what you need to do in the world, to cushion the blows of life, then there must be a good reason that she took the apple. Mm. So what does she represent? That means she needed to take the apple. And that, what does it mean that the snake needed to give her that apple? What does the apple mean? And who is Adam? Mm.
1: So Eve is this, this desire.
0: She's a bit like Mary, who we talked about in the mm. last episode. So she's almost like the, the Old Testament version of Mary in the sense that because she's feminine, the feminine aspect of this particular story, she is the capacity. She is the she is the potential to embody the thing that you really want, like a desire. She'll take on the desire. She yeah. will grow the desire for you. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a part of yourself, like your soul, that will make this desire, which is the apple, grow.
1: So unlike Mary, who's disobedient, she's completely obedient. Is she's that right? she's
0: compliant. Yeah. yeah. So she she's the the part of you that will say yes. To this desire, you, you what you've got this desire. Well, yeah, let's grow this desire. So, her side of the story is: well, Adam clearly wanted this thing, so I just basically brought it home from Tesco's for him. You know? <laughs> it's it's uh, I saw it on the shelf, the advertising around it, which is the snake is saying, "Look, you wanted your cups to be clean, you should take this product." And she brought, she brings it home, and gives it to Adam, who was the originator of the idea. Mm. Because he saw something in his kitchen, for example, that wasn't quite right. Remember, like with Shakespeare, you've got all these various characters in one story, but it's only one person writing it. This is all happening in one person's head. Yeah. So Adam and Eve and the snake and the apple are all parts of one desire going from the desire to the manifestation of that desire. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the apple is, is the thing before you've even planted the seed. The apple is you tasting. Oh, this tastes good. And you're just imagining it, right? You're just imagining what it's like to drive that new car. Oh, this tastes good. You haven't even put your first payment on the car. You haven't even looked at which car. You just you know that this would be amazing.
1: So is this, this is Adam biting the apple. This
0: is Adam really biting the apple even before... Eve goes out and meets the snake. So Adam's got this desire for something. Adam is all of us, just like Joseph was everybody. Mm. Adam is everybody wanting something.
1: So if there's anything you guys want out here, that's that's you being Adam.
0: You, you being Adam, and then Eve is the part of you that has the capacity to grow that desire into something actual, something mm. physical. And the snake, which also gets a bad rap, is the is called in the bible the wisest of creatures Mm. in other words it knows how to get this thing from a to z it knows how it knows what you want because you want the apple and it knows how you can get that apple and god (laughs) who's walking around and and is accusing and throwing people out of the garden knew you would take the apple Mm. needs you to take the apple because otherwise you're gonna stay like a little child. You've got to have that curiosity wake awakened. Mm. You know when your parents say, "Whatever you do, don't touch the ice cream in the fridge." You didn't even know there was ice cream in the freezer yeah. <laughs> until they said that, and now that's all, all you, you can want think of is the like so, the blue
1: elephant in the room.
0: So it was a trick. It was yeah. a trick to get you to to want something outside of the boundary, and once you cross that boundary. Now you have to take responsibility. You've crossed the boundary. Are you going to start blaming each other? Which kind of happens in the mm. story, yeah? Well, he said that it would be okay if you took it, and then oh no, she said it would be fine if you eat. Okay, take responsibility for what you've done. Cross the boundary, but then face the consequences of that. So, so you can, if you can face the consequences of it, you can own the creation of that that thing that you've manifested rather than say well it was him or it was her or, it would have happened anyway no you done it take responsibility
1: yeah so I think also I'm, I'm understanding um, that Adam and Eve have to work together so if there's a battle if Adam and Eve do fall out and start arguing
0: about who's responsible, who's
1: responsible, whether this was a good idea or not, mm. then the idea, this desire can be aborted. So if they work together, Adam isn't stuck dreaming.
0: Adam is the state of consciousness where you don't realize that you're creating stuff.
1: Oh, okay. So, so he's,
0: he's in the so Bible, he's put into a state of sleep and he, he's, you're never told that he wakes up, so he's always dreaming. dreaming. He he just stays asleep,
1: but his dreams are being fulfilled through Eve. He's
0: yes, and they are. She comes out of him. She's the part of him that works with him, masculine and feminine, mm. which is in everybody. Whether you call yourself male or female, yeah, whatever gender, whatever gender you um identify as, you have male and female in you, mm. without which you couldn't produce anything because you have to have. The, the desire to get it and then the capacity to fulfill that desire. Mm. And that's your male and your female side, your masculine and feminine side. Mm. So you need those to work together. Yeah. Without those working together, you've got bugger all. You, the overall consciousness that is aware of everything, let's call it your higher self, knows that without curiosity, you ain't going anywhere. You're not going to cross any lines. You need the trickster to trick you into crossing that line. Mm. Otherwise, why would you cross it?
1: Yeah, you're comfortable. So, so the snakes, the trick, the, the tri- snake is
0: the trickster. Mm. And the snake is playing the perfect role of getting you to follow it out out of the garden, in other words, out of the boundary, out of the innocence, into a world of experience. And so,
1: the apple is this harvest. So you have you have a double harvest, don't you? You have the harvest in your imagination when you imagine it, and you feel your your desire fulfilled, and then you have the objectified apple on this level where you meet whatever your imagined desire was on the objectified level out in the world so if you imagined having a car and like you said oh oh the feeling of driving this car probably down the motorway oh being the smell of the lever or whatever it is this "Mm, Mm. fantastic and then on this level if you're true to it then you get to do it on this level
0: yeah so you get you get The harvest again. Eating the apple is what you do in your imagination, Mm. and then at some point you're gonna get an apple on the physical level. So you're doing it in your the non-physical and then in the physical. So Eve's side of the story is basically I'm doing my job here.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I got I found an apple which Adam asked me for. Yeah. That's your you as your desiring (laughs) self. You wanted this, I've grown it for you. Why are you complaining now and trying to blame me for something that you said that you wanted? Yeah. So this could be, it could also, it's not necessarily a good thing. It could be a bad thing. So, for example, you could be imagining that you don't get the job or you don't get the car. Mm -hmm. Eve is still going to produce that for you because you're, you're biting into this thing saying, I'm imagining that I won't get this. Whatever you're imagining, she's going to grow it for you. She Mm. has the capacity to grow it for you. But it's also that non-material and that spiritual and matter. Spirit and matter, they are entwined. So whatever you're feeling inside of you is going to be produced outside of you.
1: Yeah, she's not making choices about whether you're negating or affirming. No,
0: she's just doing what you said you want.
1: She's absolutely just in service to you.
0: She's completely in service. Yeah. Which sounds really terrible, but actually, you kind of need that experience of something that is completely in service to you because.
1: Then you get to choose
0: wisely. You get to choose wisely. Or <laughs> imagine if you wanted something and then there is no way of you guaranteeing that you're going to get it. That is a life of frustration, right? So what the universe has done, which is amazing, is provided you with something that is guaranteed to give you whatever you're putting your yeah. attention to, whether it's good or bad. Because in the universe, it's not good or bad; it's not really good or bad. My personal experience universe, of yeah. it is whether be... it's
1: helpful and loving or unhelpful and unloving.
0: So yeah, be careful yeah. if your apple's got worms in it.
1: So it's an, it's about having an abundant harvest the way you would you your ideal of that harvest
0: it's always going to be abundant the universe is always going to give you more than you ask for whether it's Ooh. good or bad okay <laughs> so again you've got to be careful it could be
1: very very good or very very bad oh, yes yeah. so
0: it's either as it says in genesis it was either good or very good
1: yeah. okay
0: but in, in that sense it's either a lot or really a lot yeah so you always get what you asked for but the wisdom is realizing I done this. Yeah. I crossed this line. This is my harvest. Yeah. And then the further wisdom is okay, let me choose me be more conscious in my choices. Don't yeah. just don't just think of anything. Be thinking of the things you actually want. Mm. But that's 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 the journey. That's the 60 years. That's the 6000 years so what what experience have you had that you can help the listeners to understand what what Eve does?
1: so as Adam, I was um talking a lot about uh, a conversation that wasn't helpful at work with my manager, and this is a repeated cycle every couple of months me and my manager would fall out or should say something that would upset me uh-huh. and i'd I'd not only talk about it internally. With Eve, but I would also talk about externally with people, re- really giving it attention and yes. rein- reinforcing it. So of course, this kept replaying, mm. and it wasn't until, oh gosh, Eve, I keep asking you to give me this apple. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look for external blame of my manageress. You know, I, I kind of forgave her for doing it. Yeah, but I, d- I didn't also take responsibility. Yeah. For the internal dialogue mm. with my Eve, so in order to forgive myself, I really had to talk to my Eve about what I did want, yeah. and what I found with my Eve was that I wanted forgiveness. Yes. I wanted forgiveness for my concept of her, my concept, my self concept. I wanted a new, a new scene. Mm. I wanted a scene where. If I do leave this job, it wasn't under animosity. Yes. You know, that I go back to work after being in working at home yes. and we have a nice conversation. So I realised I had to be that nice conversation. So I had to have that conversation with my Eve and say, look, this is really what I desire.
0: Yes. And when we do that, Adam turns into Jesus. Mm. So Jesus is your awakened imagination. Mm. And the role of Jesus, again, not a historical person, is perpetual forgiveness. In other words, every dumb thing that I've ever given my attention to that manifests into my world, to change it 180 degrees, that's the meaning of repentance. Basically swap it all the way around and have what you actually want. Mm. Because... Yeah, maybe the person you know is a bit of an a-hole, but either you don't want to be in that relationship with them anymore or you you want to see the good side of them that other people seem to see. Mm. So then you would have to wake Adam up as Jesus, who's capable of turning things around,
1: Mm.
0: bringing the dead to life. In other words, the thing that is asleep,
1: Mm.
0: bring that to awakening. To awaken the thing that seems to be not there, in other words, turn winter into spring
1: my 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 winter into spring was my mm. desire for a happy ending. I love happy endings yeah. I'm a bit of a romantic. I do love happy endings, I love transformation, and i can't I can't really deny that. Thankfully, I was able to be conscious enough, brought up to conscious awareness enough to be able to say oh, I, I can do something about this. So mm. although I'm happy to move on to a new job, I didn't want to leave that yeah. job without there being a happy ending, yeah. without feeling satisfied, without being able to say authentically,
0: yeah.
1: thank you, goodbye, this yeah. is great. Mm. You know, having watched a film and you, you have a round of applause, I've had that feeling at work. So how can people apply this? You listen to your Adam. Your desire. Yeah. You take it to your Eve. Yeah. To grow it and manifest it. And you have faith in her to bring that about. And you have gratitude. You're thankful to her. Yeah. For for that.
0: The New Testament version of that is Mary, Joseph and Jesus. Because Mary is the part of you now that will go against anything that has brought about toil and strife which is what happens when they get thrown out of the garden right
1: and what i would say even on a very practical level Mm. so if there's something that is is uncomfortable in your life that you can stop doing so maybe there's a radio station that doesn't really you know, every time you turn it on, it's a bit annoying because they're not playing the tunes you want. Mm. Don't listen to the radio station. Listen to something else. Mm. Listen to your your playlist. Listen to your CDs. Listen to your record collection, mm. you know. And it that's about your 12 disciples. That's about being discerning.
0: Your 12 disciplines.
1: Mm.
0: Eve essentially kind of has to do the job of somebody who's asleep because Adam's asleep. The part of you that wants things is asleep and making mistakes and thinking that this is the way to do it. And Eve is just having to go along with it in a sense, isn't she? So Eve's side of the story in that sense is, well, look, there's nothing else I can do. What we really need here is a Mary who can turn things right around and produce out of that something wholly different, wholly wonderful. Eve's got a, A bad rap, really. She's got a very bad rap. And Adam's
1: asking things out of naivety,
0: naivety, ignorance, and innocence. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not really his fault, but she's she's got to go along with it. Yeah. You know, and we all have that. We don't know how to create properly when we uh we don't know how we're creating, Mm. and then we have to learn along the way. We yeah. have to grow in wisdom. We need a bit of Solomon in our lives. We yeah. need some wisdom. The only thing that's gonna happen on the this level is I want the car or I want the house or I want better finances. I want my children to be safe. Da 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 all of these things yeah. which are natural wants for us, we're gonna learn very slowly how to do it better and better. Not more clever just how it does, how things come about. Yeah. So we do need the snake to teach us slowly. It's refined
1: practice, isn't it? What I found out is it's refined practice, because although the person we talk about quite a bit is Neville Goddard, mm. was very clear about, in fact, he's got a lecture all about changing your inner conversation. Mm. Um. I still haven't quite been able to see that in my conversations with my manager he's in fact he's got an absolute almost exact example yes i know
0: the one you mean
1: but i still couldn't quite apply it i thought it was about forgiving her somehow i don't know where i got confused or but now it's very very clear so there was something i was holding on to you know and that one of those little morsels
0: i wonder if in fact you have to kind of give eve up and get mary instead
1: yeah yeah Maybe you have to divorce. <laughs> in fact, you have to you have to take Mary in before you divorce Eve. About. Yeah,
0: so you've got to because it's almost like for a whole lifetime you spend trying to get the thing right.
1: I think I keep blaming Eve for the bad returns.
0: Yes, I'm like Eve. What the heck is going on? And Eve is your world. She's yeah. your physical world that is produced directly out of everything that you've been thinking.
1: You're Adam, yeah. But
0: you're blaming her. Why aren't I getting the job? Why aren't I getting the money? Why aren't I getting the this? Why, da, 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 da. She, you know, and you're blaming the world for what <laughs> you yourself are creating, but you don't know you're creating it because you're asleep as Adam. Yeah, you're, you're not asleep conscious. to how the, the intelligence works in the yeah. universe. Then you start to wake up to it. Then it's about trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. your
1: disciples are bringing you to Jesus, basically. Yeah, your
0: disciplines. You're you're disciplining your your mind and how it focuses and how it works. Yeah. And just your understanding. And eventually Eve becomes Mary. Yeah. Who's always able to give birth to what you need. Yeah. Wow. What you do want. What you do want, which is you want Jesus because... He can do everything, right? Yeah. Well, always
1: think the best for yourself. Well, you'll always always see the
0: best in people. You yourself will always see the best in people. And if you don't see it immediately, you put it there. (laughs) There's no question about it. I love that about that story. Okay. I think that's it. Have we covered everything? I think so. Wow. that's a wrap. Well, that was 10 minutes and then another 10 minutes of uh, understanding that. Yeah. Wow!
1: Thank you for listening, and hopefully, I definitely have learned a lot. I've so. learned
0: so much. This has been a swell cuppa, a slurping good time, and the perfect brew to wake up to.
1: Send your questions and beautiful mugshots to us at Twitter at Conscious cuppa, via email consciouscuppa at gmail. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much for all your responses already. We're loving it.
0: And may we recommend this week's listening, uh, Rearrange the Mind by Neville Goddard. That's one to go onto YouTube and find. Rearrange the Mind Neville Goddard. Lovely. Bye. See you next time.
1: Hey, Brew Crew. Thanks for waiting right to the end for your very own African Easter egg.
0: We've got the lobby. here. Ready? Yeah. Here we
1: go, Jenny. It's your turn to pick this week.
0: Oh, it's a long one. It says, I shall not be discouraged because he who takes an oath before the all-seeing gods to carry out a certain task come what may, is already doubly shielded against the agas, the Segas, which is a spear, the Segas of failure, ridicule and adversity. That's a saying by Credo Mutua. See you next time.
1: See ya.